The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Mike Rogers here with another dynamic edition of the Welsh Wire. Now, here's Sherry. Today, we're here with our friends from Lauren Industries. We welcome Park Kurzman, President of Lauren Industries, and Phil Pierce, Vice President of Sales and Marketing. Welcome to the Welsh Wire. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. It's a pleasure being here. Glad to have you back with us again today. We're talking today about Lauren Industries and its 75th anniversary as a company operating in Muskegon, Michigan. That's a long time. You are the history keeper of the family, Park. Tell us a little bit about the history of Lauren Industries. Well, thanks, Sherry. We we, um, began business in 1943, so it was my grandfather, Herb Kurzman, who started the business here in Muskegon, and it was a plating organization to start with. We were serving the the needs of uh, the war, and... um, it was a. It had been an existing company that my grandfather bought and began running. He he was uh, come from Detroit, and uh, over because of uh, things that had changed, things that have evolved. Um, the war ended, um, and he was looking for other needs to serve. Uh, that's when all of a sudden anodizing became something of an interest. And my grandfather was a chemist, so this was this was something that uh, he could. Uh, certainly understand and get a grasp on, but not just anodizing, it became coil anodizing, which is quite unique. So our, our first coil anodizing lines were built, built in the early 50s, and it was due to a need in the market for uh, something unique that the, the market could use as a pre-finished product. And it, and it solved uh, a need for the market to have something that could be uh, made into a part that was already anodized. So it didn't have to be sent out to be batch anodized. So this was something very new and very different. And we were the first ones to have a coil anodizing line. Wow. First ones, not just in Michigan, not just in the United States. We believe we were the first in the world. That is really a claim to fame. Wow! Right here in Muskegon, Michigan. Right here in Muskegon. I love that. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And I think as the story goes, Park, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was a major aluminum supplier that came to your dad and said, "If you can figure out how to do this, because nobody had, we think we might have some business for you." That's correct. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was it was really something that uh, he had a lot of uh, partners with. It was an idea that he had to find a solution to and and that solution is still in operation today 75 years later isn't that something wow obviously over 75 years the company has gone through a lot of changes Mm -hmm. the world was a very different place in 1943 Mm -hmm. than it is today so talk to us about the evolution of the company over that time and how things change because you've probably had to reinvent yourself a few times we did and and it's interesting to think about that as as 
times change, uh, really the the expectations and the needs of the markets change. And, yeah. And so it, Lauren initially was was largely what we call a tolling company, and we would we didn't own the material; we just processed the material, anodized it, and and uh, our suppliers sent it to. Uh, their customers. Interesting. And, okay. Yeah. So as as times evolved and we became more familiar with this new process that we developed, um, we we developed new types of ways to anodize and, and bringing in colors and and so things started to expand from the standpoint of what we had to offer and and so we we really started to outgrow our our tolling opportunities and and we needed to start doing it on our own for our own purposes and our own customers which which started to to uh create a new market um not only uh for for certain industries that that we had already served but expanding into other markets and then beyond the United States so this was over time, uh, th- I guess the word got out, and and there was really a, a clearly defined need. And um, from Muskegon, we were serving markets uh, and industries all over the world. Wow! So, how long did it take for you to go from that point where you were more of a local based company to now we're global? Yeah, it was it was really in the '80s that we started to okay. become global. Um, it, it, before that, we were serving the, the markets uh, from a package perspective. So we were we owned the material; they were our customers that we were anodizing for. And, and uh, but when we when we started to work globally, it was it became a different game altogether. And and, and tell us how so. What what did that mean for the organization at that time? That's a big change. It is a big change. And now now you're not only dealing uh, with with different products that are being made uh internationally it it brings on a a whole new uh expectation Mm -hmm. you're dealing with cultures and you're dealing with language barriers and and uh it's certainly an opportunity for us to become more familiar with new expectations the evolution of markets and products because everybody's changes are different right as you're dealing in in mexico or china um they're they have very different uh, ways of going about things, not only from a business perspective, but uh, just from a, an overall industry perspective. Right. And so that that has been an education in itself, and it continues to be. This I is, bet. This is a never-ending education for Lauren Industries. I bet. Were there industries that you um, you quickly found in the early days you had a niche in that you really de- really developed a solid customer base? You know, in? It's, in? there were a number of industries that we served, and and so early on, you know, I think building con- and construction—it's a huge market—but there were there were a number of different uh, parts of that market that we served. And what's interesting about it is um, because we're we're anodizing and we're anodizing to. Uh, in coil form to be made into a product, it can go in so many different directions, and I, I have to credit Phil, who's sitting next to me here, uh, with with the uh, the the idea, the the good idea of saying, Park, how do you do serve all these markets? And and be good at at any of them. You really have to have a, a more defined focus. And and he was he was right. And uh, since Phil came on seven years ago, we've really adjusted 
our approach so that we have a better understanding of the markets we serve and how we serve them. If we don't understand the markets we're serving, how can we bring added value to them? Right. And that was something that that Phil was uh, really um, great for bringing on board at Lauren. Absolutely. And so how, how did you bring that expertise to Lauren? How did you come to join the company, Phil? Tell us about that. Well, I was um, I wasn't looking to make a career change necessarily, but a recruiter said, "Hey, you know, Phil, I want you to whether you're looking or not, you should at least hear these people out because there's this family-owned company in Muskegon, Michigan that you're going to want to retire from. It's a it's a well-kept secret, so oh. don't tell anybody else that you're looking at this opportunity. <laughs> but uh, they're a really good company; you should talk to them. And, and they worked, were right, and they uh, <laughs> absolutely right. And having worked as a as an entrepreneur myself for a smaller company, I had an understanding what that was like, but also for a very large company. And I, and I thought it was a good time to come on board with a, with a company like Lauren, whose culture I appreciated. I connected with Park during the interview process and the other executive team members. And so I, I got very excited about coming on board here. And um, I think one of the reasons why they liked me is they had already understood prior to coming on board that, you know, one of the business industries was changing dramatically. The lighting industry was moving away from those big kind of ice cube tray types of reflector lights, and they were getting much smaller into LEDs. So the that part of the market, which had been so important, was diminishing. Sure. And what they did well at Lauren and, and do really well even today and more so is just the, the – the, combination of colors and the widths and gauges we can do with, with thicker films that the architectural market appreciates. So they were already beginning to, to step, you know, uh, dip their toe in the water in that market. And I came from a background in the office front industry where I worked the architectural um, community for quite a long time. Oh, so perfect. Uh, Parks never admitted that necessarily to me, but I, I did understand that market. <laughs> I knew how to approach it. And uh, so I, I had a lot of ideas that uh, – Park thankfully supported when I came on board, and um, it's been a, a great relationship ever since. And um, especially given the new marketing that we've been doing lately, it's it's been really exciting. Right, right. So that's interesting that you brought something to the table right off the get go that was just at the perfect time when you were sensing there were some changes and you made a little bit of a downturn in a market mm-hmm. in a in a category that had been really important to the business. Right. Again, one of probably several ups and downs throughout the company's business cycle sure. over oh, those think about the electronics industry, years. which we've participated in to various degrees. Right. But um, yeah. some of us are old enough to remember on this podcast the three-and-a-half-inch <laughs> floppy disk. We are not going to admit to that right now. <laughs> but if you, if you think about that, if you were to look at that, you'd see the little tiny shutter door. Well, that had been made from stainless steel, but the problem with that is that uh, stainless steel will, will heat up, oh, and it will hold right. that heat, and that can disrupt and corrupt the data. Um, anodized aluminum actually serves a, a two purposes. One, um, it's, uh, it dissipates heat very quickly, and the anodic layer itself is dielectric, so it doesn't transmit additional electrical current. So that proved to be a, a much better product than stainless steel for the shutter door and the floppy disks. So we probably had a 95% of the world's uh, supply that we made of, of that material. Oh, my goodness. But you can appreciate that since that's not used anymore, yeah. then you have to also that move, went away with, the overnight. Times, move yep. with the times and be able to shift and, and, and find the next new thing that you can that's do. That's right. You woke up one Monday morning and said, well, that business is done. Where do we go from here? Right. So were there any moments like that that were that stick out in your mind? That's a great example. Any other moments like that where you had to basically turn on a dime? Because that was a pretty quick demise of the floppy disk. It happened... Pretty rapidly. Well, every every market certainly has its life cycle, or every product, I should say, has right. its life cycle. And and so it's, 
you know, um, over the years, we had served the lighting market uh, for very heavily, and, and that evolved. Right. And, and you look at the lighting market today, um, and it's, it's completely different yes, than is. what it was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and the role of anodized aluminum in that market is, has uh, changed. It's maybe 10% of what it was uh, 20 years ago. Right. Wow, so. drastically different. Mm-hmm. So looking forward, um, you have developed a completely new sales and marketing strategy to mm-hmm. sort of take you into the next, what, 3.0, 4.0 of Lauren Industries. At least. After yeah. 35 years, there's at least Absolutely. 4.0 probably. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so give us the heart of that, Phil. You were very involved in that and leading the strategy, obviously along with Park and the rest of the leadership team. But I'm guessing mm-hmm. you were probably the champion for that as the VP of sales and marketing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's my responsibility to be yeah. the champion. So yes, but uh, certainly Park's a champion and the other executive team members, as you mentioned, are are more than on board. It's it's something that we all realize that we need to do. Um, one of the challenges that we have is that we're, we could be victims of our own success. When you're the first continuous coil anodizer in the world and there aren't that many of them, mm-hmm. I mean, we have over 50% market share. Wow. That uh, is at least in this incredible. hemisphere, for sure. So when you're trying to grow your business, it's difficult to just eat out of the, that very small pie and grow to the extent that we want to grow as a company. Uh, so we did some research and uh, we tried to say, okay, well, let's take a step back. Let's think about what's happening. What do our customers appreciate about us? Uh, what do they know about anodized aluminum? Uh, if they're not our customers, um, even if they are our customers, why do they buy? Why do they not buy? And uh, essentially what we found out, it really confirmed that uh, we have more competitors than who we think, but uh, lack of awareness is probably our biggest competitor. Mm-hmm. So how can we help people understand what we know about Lauren. It gets us so excited about Lauren and convey that message in a positive way to customers so they feel the same way. What we were told was, for those that did know Lauren, is that we were the best in the world at what we did. And we were really good at selling that steak. But were we as inspirational as we needed to be mm-hmm. to get up earlier in the process with product designers and architects and things like that? Probably not. We needed to work more on the inspirational side of it. So that's really what our focus has been, is to focus more on the inspirational side of it. Um, it's changed our approach to messaging. It's changed where our messaging goes. It uh, changed our website and the market automation that's built into it. Um, we're involved more in social media now than we ever have been before. That's exciting, yeah. So a, a lot of new things that we're doing to try to get that message out. And ultimately, it's, it's really to grow the entire, whole, the entire metals category to right. make it chic and the, the gotta-have-it kind of product that um, that we want everybody to think about. Right, right. Looking ahead to the next 75 years. Absolutely. And beyond. Yes. yes. So coming up very soon, you have a celebration, company celebration we for do. the 75th anniversary. So what do you have planned? Tell us about that. Well, it, it, we definitely, it's, it's an opportunity to get the organization together and with their families and the retirees from mm. Lauren and nice. really celebrate what we've accomplished. Yeah. Being being in business for 75 years uh, is a is a great accomplishment and and we really want everybody to to recognize the work that that everybody's done to get here and and it took everybody to do it. And so it's something to be proud of. Uh, we we want uh, um, Everybody to to enjoy the moment, and we want the world to know we're 75 years old yeah. and, and continuing to go strong. That is exciting. I mean, you've got to be one of the uh, older 
employers. Longevity-wise, sure. you've got to be one of the, the employers that's been around the longest. Especially family-owned, yeah. I would think. Yeah, I, I would think, too, here mm-hmm. in Muskegon. Mm-hmm. So tell us about what that means in the community in terms of the impact you've had in the lives of families in the community as, a, as an employer, a provider of jobs, economic development here. Yeah, the, Certainly the community is important to us as an organization. Um, we want to continue to be uh, stewards of our community, stewards of the environment, uh, and continue contributing as the community has contributed to us. Right. You know, it's it. We're proud to be in Muskegon. We plan on staying in Muskegon for as long as we are around, which uh, we plan on being a very That's long right. time. Not so. going anywhere. No. I should also because Park won't say this about himself, but he's very active in the local community. He's a member of a number of boards, supports a number of charity organizations, which uh, we also uh, try to support uh, with him uh, from the executive team standpoint. So it's a company that you can be very proud to associate yourself with. And I think where that is um, born the most fruit is, I mean, we've got third generation employees that are here. Mm-hmm. Not just right? the third generation owner, but we've got right. other third generation right. employees Isn't that are here. It, so you actually have employees working here that worked with, that, down the chain. Yes. Their, their family members would have worked with your grandfather. Yeah, absolutely, yes. yes. No, you would have known your grandfather. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, isn't that something? It really is. The loyalty and the dedication that they have to the organization, too, to yeah. really care we've about it. very fortunate. And the tenure, because of that, has been amazing, too. I yes. mean, we've got people that have been with the company. I mean, we had one guy retire. He'd been here 47 years. Oh my goodness. The guy who worked for me was uh, just a few weeks shy of his 45th anniversary when he retired. And so you don't get that with every company. Absolutely and not. One of the things that we've been doing in the course of the year is actually um, having some of these employee testimonials where yeah. they, they talk about it. And we've had some new people um, talk in the testimonials as well as people that have been around for a long time. And this is proving to be a really nice recruiting tool for us as well. I would uh, we say have them post on our website. Is. We've done some public um, some uh, press releases with some of this. And internally, uh, we've had some um, you know internal communications where we've had that too to just help everybody feel good about um, their association with Lauren. Right, right, absolutely. Well, you know, when when people are looking for new jobs, looking to change careers, they want to join. You did this seven years ago, Phil, so you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They want to join an organization they can trust mm-hmm. that has a great reputation and also appears to have a healthy future ahead of them, right? right. And um, and many companies at Brown for a long time sometimes get the reputation that they're kind of old and stayed and they're not innovators and I, you know, I don't really know about the future there. No one could say that about Lauren Industry. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got so many exciting things on the horizon right now. What's, what's really exciting is uh, employees that have been gone for a while and come back. Oh, yeah. And, and to, to listen to them and, and get their perspectives on the changes that have been made since they've been gone just over the course of 10 years or even five years. There's just and, and that newness with our organization that's so critical. Yes. Because we, we just have to continue innovating, uh, not just from a product and a process standpoint, right. but everything else. The, the whole company has to evolve so that we can continue to uh, excite the markets that we're serving with something that, again, brings that value. Right, bringing the value in something fresh and new that they haven't mm-hmm. seen before. Right. Yeah. So along the way, there's probably been some lessons that you've learned being a third generation owner in a business. So what would you share with others who have been in a family-run business for generations or who who are seeing themselves going down that path, right? Definitely. And and, uh, 
it, what's interesting to me is every every family situation is unique. Sure. And I've not only read it, I've spoken to other family uh, business owners uh, that are either first, second, or third generation, and and it, you know the the opportunity is really to embrace the uniqueness of your own family business and mm. and define the opportunity of of creating that balance it's so critical to maintain a balance that that enables the the company to be sustainable moving forward while involving the family so that so that they can contribute to that sustainability yeah yeah and you your family has walked that tightrope it's really you well. know and and it and it fluctuates. You know, nothing is perfect by any means, um, but uh, it keeps you on your toes. And yeah. and honestly, that's that's the opportunity to be continually educated, right? So that so that you're not you're not not paying attention, right? You always have to be paying attention and really define where where do we go with this? What's next? And what's next in the favor of the organization while keeping the family engaged and involved and 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 healthy as well. It, right. the, the balance of health is critical. Absolutely. Absolutely. As an outsider looking in for the past 7 years, Phil, you've probably seen the family run business you may have seen family-run businesses prior to coming to Lauren Industries that didn't work so well. What's your observation of how how and why they do what they do so well as well, a family? In the case of um of Park, I mean, he's been the only family member I've worked with. His dad had already retired by the time I came, by the time I came on board, but his dad still comes back often, oh. and I, we do get to talk to his dad and and um, and share experiences. And there's the uh, what's common is the warmth that is is mm. that you know I didn't know his grandfather, but between his dad and and Park, the genuineness, the warmth of them, the way they care about people, the way he supports mm. me That's in big. terms of uh, of of working together. Uh, it, it's just hard to – you can only appreciate it when you haven't gotten it before. Sure. But uh, I know to what have you're that level of support from Park means a lot. I mean, just the little things he does, like, you know, we'll be coming back from China. We haven't slept in 26 hours, and all of a sudden he plops a Reese's peanut butter cup on, beside me on the, uh, on the seat at the airport, and I go, because he knows I love Reese's and he loves Reese's too. So <laughs> just little stuff like that that, it, that he, he, he puts others first all the time. And, and that culture is pervasive throughout the company, and I, I'm sure he inherited that from his grandfather as well as his father. And that's something that um, you can't put a price on terms of why you'd want to be at the company. Absolutely. That so. speaks volumes about who they are. <clears throat> and um, and for our listeners who may know someone who's looking for another great mm-hmm. position, they need to take a real close look at what you're doing here at Lauren Industries in Muskegon. This is a great place to work. Oh, absolutely. We, we think so. And, you know, we're, we're together a lot, so why not have fun doing what we're doing? And that's, <laughs> that's right. Enjoy it. It's, it's yeah, really, life is short. Work should be fun. Let's, <laughs> let's enjoy it and, and get some stuff done while we're doing it. I agree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. We wish you much success and you. your 75th anniversary celebration coming up here and another 75 plus, plus, plus years to come. Absolutely. Thank you for being our guest thank on The you, Welsh Sherry. Wire yeah, thanks today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.